Yeah, uh, this week, I, I remember the last two weeks, I talked about the, uh, during the Father's Day, and I uh, reconnect with my friend and the childhood friend. And uh, so they all grew up without the father. And um, was uh, most of the time their father was in jail and uh, someone was executed. So today I want to talk about is my old friend and neighbor. And um, she lives in the United States, in New York now. And uh, her childhood was uh, really uh, uh, horrible. And um, uh, it's a very sad story. And uh, 19, I was born 1952 uh, in Shanghai, and we live in the apartment complex. We live on the second floor. And so 1955, I think I was three years old or something, and uh, the downstairs, first floor, moving a newly wet couple. And uh, the guy is work for the international trading uh, department, from Shanghai city government. And uh, he was graduated from St. Uh, John University, uh, which was a Christian school, uh, American uh, established in Shanghai. And it's uh, very, uh, they have all kind of uh, things, especially business school is uh, very, very good, and medical school too. And so he he, uh, he is a student there, but, uh, and then during that time, he joined the underground communist party when he was in St. John University. And so he spoke very good English. So they, the government, the communists took over. And so they hired him. He graduated. They hired him as the, the, the international trading department in Shanghai government. And his wife also is from St. John University. And eventually, they chopped up this Christian school to different departments, different universities, of course, changing the name into a Chinese name, so no longer a Western influence. And his wife was graduated from the journalism department and eventually became a Fudan University. And uh, she graduated, after she graduated, she was hired um, as, to, as a reporter for the uh, one of a very prestigious Shanghai newspaper, which was um, they existing before communism took over. And uh, it's a, supposed to be the free speech kind of newspaper. And so and my, my little friend and I, her name is Mimi, and um, he was born 1956, and um, right after they get married, one year later after the couple get married, and uh, then 1957, so they started this movement called, the, I think I mentioned the last week, about the uh, hungry flower booming, a uh, thousand birds singing. And so they, the Communist Party said that they wanted to have all kind of suggestions. And the uh, Communist Party is not a one-voice party and one-opinion party. So you can free express all your opinions for everything. And they welcome for your uh, criticism. So that time, uh, and the Mimi is a mother, and she's a reporter. She's a very outspoken woman. 
lady, outstanding. And so she wrote lots of things about the Communist Party. And mostly in good intention to, to uh, criticizing them. Um, but anyway, because the movement is actually the, the Mao set a bait and say that to, uh, uh, to get this uh, poison snake come out of the uh, cave. So she become one of a poison snake and then one of a poison flower. And so they had to kill the mockingbird. So they arrested her. And that time my friend Mimi and only one year old, and then put her in the labor camp, but not too far away from Shanghai. And um, then they asked, they forced actually the, uh, her father to divorce her mother. And, uh, but uh, they were very happy to get married, and uh, they in love, they love each other. So he didn't want to um, divorce her. So he was begging the his uh, uh, leader in the department. Even he wrote a letter to mayor of uh, Shanghai, and uh, to uh, just say that. Of course, he cannot uh, say something about anti this uh, uh, um, anti rightist movement. So he, all he can say is that she made a, my wife made a mistake, and uh, but uh, she were. Uh, will be reformed, so I wait for her. So he just didn't want to divorce her and end this, uh, and so the happy family life, right? And so he had to he had to work. So he hired a nanny and to uh, raise the uh, little girl. And uh, then, meanwhile, for years, I think uh, from 1957 to uh, 1965. That, I mean, eight years he working on, and that always uh, write a letter to his uh, leader, and uh, for something to let he, his wife out the uh, the, the reformer uh, labor camp, and uh, doesn't matter she was not working, lost a job or whatever, they didn't want anything, just wanted her back to home. So finally, finally. Um, He's one of his uh, 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 leader in that department is very sympathized him. So he said, oh, she already there reform for uh, seven, eight years. So maybe uh, just let, uh, let her go and just come home. I just like, uh, uh, don't let uh, her to work and writing or anything, just like a housewife. She lost a job, everything, that's fine. You know, just let her go. So finally they did. They did. And then, then, one year later, 1966, and the Cultural Revolution happened. Okay. And then, and that department, I think, uh, uh, you know, I'm talking about Mimi's father, have an older brother. And uh, he also joined the Communist Party in the St. John University. That time it was underground, the Communist Party. They both joined. He was responsible for... Uh, a bigger institute, they're making a, like a, a dictionary uh, kind of thing. And uh, then, uh, Social Revolution, they always started this intellectual uh, departments. So he also being uh, hit, and then he just cannot, couldn't bear the 
humiliations, and so he just jumped out of the window. And then his brother, so that's Mimi's father, go there to, to, to identify the body, and also you had to go there in front of everybody to denounce, saying your brother was a betrayed communist party, and there was an anti-Mao, anti-Mao's revolution. And so he did all this that. When he come home, he tell his wife, uh, Mimi is, is very young, so he didn't know anything about it. And the saying is, uh, he said, if I die, I just don't want my family to collect my body. I'm going to do other way. I'm probably going to buy a t- uh, take ferry ticket and jump in on the ocean. So that finished, they said. So he's saying about that. That was 1966. And then 1967, somehow, and, and that uh, the place he worked, and uh, his boss, and uh, then other uh, couple of uh, big boss, they all being uh, uh, accused as a anti-Mao, anti-cultural revolution, and uh, so including him. So they have uh, this criti- criticized meeting and uh, uh, torture them. And be them and humiliating them, and then also mention one thing is that his boss was get the class enemy out of a labor camp, which was his wife. So they say that they're gonna send his wife back, and they're gonna be put them all in jail, so all kind of things. So he thinks uh, the bigger, bigger stones coming again. The whole family just there's no reason can be stay together anymore. So at the night, I think uh, he he gave it up, and uh, so he bought a ticket and uh, the ferry ticket to Ningbo, which was a, a port from Shanghai, so you can jump into the ocean. So he did uh, that. So when when my friend, uh, my neighbor. And uh, she grew up, and uh, she told me once, she said that, you know, when I finally got my mother back, that, uh, you know, I lost my father. She said, that I just, uh, maybe that's my fate. I just cannot have a, my parents, both parents. And so, but uh, I think that she's a brave. She, most of the time, she didn't want to talk about that. And uh, because it's too painful. Um, but that she still, you know, tried to not to talk about or remember those things. And I think uh, one year, um, uh, one of uh, my friends went to Shanghai make uh, the, the, I think it's 2005 or even earlier, to make a documentary called The Wild East, talking about predicted that. It's a very good documentary movie. Predicted that in China, next 20 years, they will have a tremendous changes and they will have lots and lots of millionaires. So even predicted politically and financially, but the, but the, which, the political prediction, which was not that accurate, he think that they will be open. I think most of the Americans think, you know, when the China, the, and economy develop a lot of falling investment, and they have a middle class. So the political thing is going to change in too. But that it's never happened. Just go the other way. 
And so I sent this movie. They, they made the movie. I sent this to uh, Mimi. And uh, she watching it again, 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 she told me. And uh, she said, uh, you know, I said, maybe you can tell your story and at least to your daughter. And uh, she said, I'm not ready. I'm just so vulnerable. I'm watching this movie because this movie documentary also record uh, some uh, famous uh, Chinese uh, movie actress and how they suicide in the uh, Cultural Revolution, all kind of things. She said, I'm just so vulnerable to watching these things. But I wanted to watch it again, 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 but i just not able to talk about it. So until uh, recently, I think, uh, before, uh, just after pandemic, I said last year, I think, uh, and her daughter grew up, and she wanted to uh, write a book about how the young people uh, born in America how they uh, look back and their parents suffered this cultural revolution. So use uh, their young people's view and it was connected to the China. The parents was connected to the cultural revolution. So it was interesting. And uh, so she needed to interview five people. And uh, but uh, Mimi still not able to talk about it. He said, just too emotional. So he recommended the, her daughter to talk to interview me. So I about the uh, how the the labor can uh, re-education can the stories. So I talked to her about this. So I was, I think it was good because at least the younger generation, um, some was interested and they wanted to know the truth. 